द भगवद गीता चैप्टर टू इन द सेकेंड चैप्टर लॉर्ड कृष्ण ट्राइज टू कजोल एंड मोटिवेट अर्जुन टेलिंग हिम दैट इज बिहेवियर एंड कॉन्डक्ट इज अनबिकमिंग एंड अनवर्दी दैट ऑफ अ नोबल पर्सन एंड दैट ही शुड फॉसेक दिस अनमैनली वीकनेस ऑफ हिज अर्जुन अगेन वॉसिस इज डाउट्स एंड रिफ्यूजेस टू फाइट एक्चुअली इट इज आफ्टर दिस दैट इज इट इज आफ्टर द इलेवेंथ वर्स ऑफ द सेकेंड चैप्टर दैट द डिस्कोर्स ऑफ द भगवद गीता एक्चुअली बिगिन्स कृष्ण टेल्स अर्जुन अबाउट द इमोर्टैलिटी ऑफ द सोल एंड द डिफरेंस बिटवीन द बॉडी एंड द सोल ही सेज दैट वी शुड नॉट ग्रीव फॉर द आत्मा द सोल विच इज इमोर्टल इनडिस्ट्रक्टेबल एंड इम्पेरिशेबल एंड वी शुड ऑल्सो नॉट ग्रीव फॉर द बॉडी विच इज पेरिशेबल एंड हैज टू डाई कृष्ण ट्राइज टू किंडल द सेंस ऑफ ड्यूटी इन अर्जुन ही टेल्स हिम अबाउट द योग ऑफ सेल्फलेस वर्क ऑफ इक्विपॉइज ऑफ बैलेंस एंड हार्मनी एंड ऑल्सो दैट वी मस्ट डू ऑल आर एक्शंस एंड ऑल आर वर्कस विदाउट द एक्सपेक्टेशन ऑफ एनी रिवॉर्ड फॉर दोज एक्शंस ही ऑल्सो स्पीक्स ऑफ द पर्सन ऑफ स्टडी विजडम लिस्टिंग आउट द क्वालिटीज ऑफ सच अ वन चैप्टर अर्जुन इज सिटिंग डिप्रेस्ड एंड डिजेक्टेड इन इज चैरियट हिज आईज ब्रिमिंग विथ टीयर्स ही इज ओवरकम विथ डाउट एंड कंपैशन देन लॉर्ड कृष्ण सेज टू हिम पार्थ वॉट हैज हैपन टू यू एट सच अ क्रिटिकल जंक्चर एट सच अ क्रूशल टाइम वाई दिस डाउट दिस हेजिटेशन एंड दिस इग्नोरेंस फ्रॉम वेयर हैव दिस कम दिस डाउट दिस हेजिटेशन एंड दिस इग्नोरेंस एट सच अल जंक्चर ऑन द फील्ड ऑफ बैटल विद द फाइटिंग अबाउट टू बिगिन इज टोटली अनबिकमिंग ऑफ अ नोबल पर्सन लाइक यू इट इज नॉट वर्दी ऑफ यू दिस कॉन्डक्ट विल टेक यू नो वेयर इट विल नॉट लीड यू टू हैवन नॉर विल इट गिव यू फेम हियर ऑन अर्थ Rather, such conduct will be a blot on your fair name, and instead of fame, it will give you shame. It will give you a bad name. Therefore, get rid of this unmanly and unbecoming petty weakness and this cowardice of spirit, and get up to fight, brave warrior. However, Arjun's despondency prevails, and he replies, Keshav. पितामह भीष्म एंड आचार्य द्रोण बोथ आर वर्दी ऑफ वर्शिप हाउ कैन आई शूट एरोज एट दैम इन बैटल राधर दैन किलिंग दीज रिस्पेक्टेड एंड रिवियर्ड गुरुज इट वुड बी फार बेटर फॉर मी इफ आई लिव द लाइफ ऑफ अ बेगर दो दे अपियर टू बी ब्लाइंडेड बाय देयर मिस गाइडेड सेंस ऑफ ड्यूटी एंड बाय देयर सेल्फ इंटरेस्ट येट दे आर माई टीचर्स and how can i even think of enjoying those worldly pleasures which would be stained with their blood and we do not even know what is good for us our victory or theirs after killing whom we would not even want to live those very sons of dhritarashtra stand before us ready for battle doubt and compassion have completely overpowered my brave nature and paralyzed me I am totally confused about my duty therefore I beg you 
प्लीज टेल मी फॉर सर्टन वॉट इज गुड फॉर मी वॉट आई मस्ट डू आई एम योर डिसाइपल आई सीक रेफ्यूज इन यू गिव मी रेफ्यूज एंड टीच मी इवन इफ आई वर टू बिकम द किंग ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड फुल ऑफ वेल्थ वेर आई हैव नीदर एनी एनिमी नॉर एनी इक्वल इवन इफ आई वर टू बिकम किंग ऑफ द गॉड्स इन हेवन येट आई डू नॉट सी एनी थिंग विच विल रिड मी ऑफ द ग्रीफ विच हैज टेकन होल्ड ऑफ माई सेंसेज एंड विच हैज पैरलाइज दैम सेंग दिस अर्जुन सेट टू लॉर्ड कृष्ण आई विल नॉट फाइट एंड बिकेम साइलेंट देन टू द डिजेक्टेड डिस्पॉन्डेंट सैड एंड डाउट रिडन अर्जुन लॉर्ड कृष्ण एज इफ स्माइलिंग सेड पार्थ you grieve for those who should not be grieved for yet you also speak words of wisdom but the truly wise do not grieve for anyone they do not grieve for the living and they do not grieve for the dead never was there a time when you did not exist or i did not exist or all these kings did not exist nor will there ever be a time after this when we all shall cease to exist just as the soul while in the body passes through the stages of childhood youth and old age so too is the taking on of another body by the soul after death part of the journey of the soul the wise and the steadfast man is not agitated or confused by this feelings of heat and cold pleasure and pain are the result of the senses coming in contact with the objects of the senses they are all temporary and transient in nature they come and they go they have a beginning and they have an end they do not last forever therefore learn to endure them learn to bear them patiently the steady person who is not troubled by these on whom these have no effect and who remains the same in pleasure and in pain he is wise and he makes himself fit for eternal life those who know the truth have realized the distinction between what is real and what is unreal the real is that which is eternal which can never cease to exist it can never perish while the unreal is transient and temporary it ceases to exist and it has to perish the body is unreal and it has to perish while the soul the atma is real and can never perish the soul the atma which pervades the whole world which pervades this entire creation is indestructible no one can bring about the destruction of this changeless being it cannot be destroyed by anything or by anyone it is only the bodies of the eternal embodied soul which come to an end and not the soul itself the end of the soul can never come about because the soul is indestructible it is beyond comprehension and understanding too therefore parth knowing this you should fight he who thinks that the soul that the atma kills and he who thinks that the atma is killed both fail to see the truth because the atma neither kills nor is it killed the soul is never born nor does it ever die 
nor having come into existence will it ever cease to exist it always existed and it will always exist it is unborn it is eternal it is permanent and it is immemorial it is not killed when the body is killed it does not die when the body dies he who knows that the soul is indestructible and eternal that it is uncreated and unchanging how then can such a person kill anyone or cause anyone to be killed just as we take off old worn out and torn clothes and put on others that are new so too does the embodied soul cast off worn out and old bodies and take on others that are new weapons do not cut or pierce the soul fire does not burn it waters do not drench it nor does the wind make it dry the soul cannot be cut pierced or harmed in any way it cannot be burnt it can neither be drenched nor can it be dried the soul is eternal it is all pervasive it is unchangeable and immovable it is the same forever and ever the soul is said to be unmanifest it cannot be seen it is unthinkable it is even beyond thought and it is unchangeable knowing it to be such you should not grieve and even if you think that the soul is born and that it dies too even then you should not grieve because for the born death is certain and for one that has died birth again is certain therefore for what must happen for the unavoidable and for the inevitable you should not grieve beings are visible and seen only in their middle only during the period after their birth and up to their death they are not visible before they are born and they are not visible after they die what is in this to grieve about some look upon the soul as an object of wonder some speak of the soul as an object of wonder some hear of the soul as an object of wonder and even after hearing none whosoever has known it it is very difficult indeed to know the soul the dweller in every body the soul the atma is eternal and it can never be killed therefore parth knowing this you should not grieve for anyone further considering your own duty too you should not hesitate for there is nothing better for a kshatriya than to fight a righteous battle a dharm yuddha a battle for what is right fortunate indeed are those kshatriyas who get a chance to fight such a war you are lucky that such a war has come to you of its own accord opening the doors of heaven for you but if you do not fight this dharm yuddha this righteous lawful war then not only would you be failing in your duty in your dharm and in your glory you would also incur sin and men will forever talk of your ill fame 
and for those of self-respect and honor, ill fame and a bad name are worse than death. All the great warriors gathered here will think that you did not fight in the war out of fear and those very people who held you in high esteem and who spoke highly of you, all of them will make light of you. They will mock you. Your enemies will ridicule your strength and say many unseemly things about you. What could be sadder? What could be more painful than that? Either killed in battle, you shall attain heaven or victorious, you shall enjoy the earth. Therefore, Parth, stand up, resolve to do battle, treating pleasure and pain, gain and loss, victory and defeat, all alike, all the same. Get ready for battle. In this way, you shall not incur sin. Parth, what I have told you till now is the way of Sankhya, the way of knowledge. Listen now to the way of action, the way of Karam Yoga, the way of selfless work. If you understand it and if your intelligence accepts it, then you shall be rid of the bondage that accompanies all action and all work. In this path of Karam Yoga, no effort is ever wasted and no effort is ever lost. Each and every effort is counted, each and every effort is added up and accumulated and there is never any failure. Even the smallest practice of this yoga protects one from the greatest of fears and sorrows. The people who follow this path to emancipation, determined to reach me, attain unity of purpose. Their understanding gets concentrated on this single point, while the thoughts of the undecided and the uncertain branch off into many directions and are endless. Those people who speak flowery language and who are seduced by the literal meaning of the words of the scriptures without understanding their true import, those who get stuck in the rituals of the scriptures focusing only on the details of such rituals, thinking that there is nothing higher than this, such people are ignorant people. Their minds are always full of their selfish desires. They regard the acquisition of luxuries and of physical pleasures as heaven. The objective of all their actions and of all their work and of all their efforts is the acquisition of power and of enjoyments, the result of which is repeated births for them. Those people whose minds are always after acquiring power and enjoyments, whose minds have been seduced by them and who are always entangled in them, such people are not able to concentrate their intelligence and their mind properly in their self, in their Atma. Their intelligence does not stabilize in their self, in their Atma. Parth, the scriptures deal mainly with the attributes of the three Gunas and with religion, profit and pleasure. Rise above all these. Free yourself from the duality 
of the pairs of opposites such as pleasure and pain profit and loss victory and defeat always remain firmly established in your true atma in your true soul get rid of the anxiety of first owning things the anxiety of first acquiring possessions and then the anxiety of having to protect all that you own all that you possess when a large reservoir of water is available there is little use of a well for water similarly when the larger knowledge of brahm has been obtained there would be little use of the scriptures knowing brahm is knowing the scriptures and much more parth your duty is to do the work only to do the action only your duty is not to crave for or to worry about the fruit of the work about the reward of the work give up all attachment to the reward of action and then do your work then do your actions your aim should never be the reward of your actions neither should the thought of giving up action ever enter your mind therefore do all your actions without any attachment regardless of success or failure maintaining equipoise remaining the same in success and failure is called yog selfless work without regard to reward is far far superior to work done with an eye on the reward therefore parth seek shelter in selfless work always do all your work selflessly without regard for reward those who desire the fruit of their actions are lowly and miserable people those who have united their intelligence with brahm the supreme they are freed from all actions good or bad therefore parth apply yourself to the yog of selfless action yog is nothing but skill in action those people who have united their intelligence with brahm whose intelligence has merged and become one with brahm and who have given up the rewards of all their actions such people are freed from the shackles of birth and death and they reach that supreme state where all their sorrows end when your intelligence shall cross over the dense forest and the quicksand of delusion then will you become indifferent to all that you have heard or all that you have yet to hear when your intelligence rises above both the bookish knowledge and also above the confusion and the contradictions of the scriptures and becomes firmly established in the contemplation of the self when it gets firmly established in the meditation of the self then will you have attained to yog these words of lord krishna had a calming effect on arjun he could feel his despondency lift and lighten he is eager to know more and ask krishna dear lord the person whose intelligence is fixed and stabilized in contemplation and who has attained the supreme how is such a person 
how should the person of steady mind sit walk and speak lord krishna explains listen parth when a person is able to curb the rush and rising tide of desires in his mind when he is able to rid himself of all his desires and when his atma remains contented within itself when he finds satisfaction and contentment within himself then is he known as a person of stable intelligence a person of equipoise a person of stable wisdom the person who is neither agitated nor drowned by sorrows and who does not crave for or hanker after happiness who is free from attachments fear and anger such a person is great and he is called a person of stable of fixed intelligence and wisdom the person who has no attachments who is neither carried away by pleasures nor is overwhelmed and drowned by sorrows the intelligence of such a person is firmly established the person who can withdraw the objects of the senses from those very senses just as a tortoise draws in all its limbs into its shell the intelligence of such a person is firmly and strongly established in wisdom even though the embodied soul may have given up enjoying the objects of the senses yet the longing for and the taste of those objects persists in his subconscious once he has attained the supreme then such longing such taste also melts away parth even though a person may be very vigilant and very discriminating and he may also always be striving to attain salvation yet his strong and obstinate senses succeed in confusing his mind therefore control the senses at all times join with me concentrate your mind on me constantly and establish yourself in yoga because only one who has firmly controlled his senses only his intelligence is firmly and strongly established when a person starts thinking about the objects of the senses then his mind gets attached to those very objects attachment gives rise to desire and desire thwarted or desire not fulfilled gives rise to anger anger clouds memory judgment and discrimination leading to the destruction of intelligence with intelligence destroyed the person himself perishes but the disciplined person who has brought his senses under his control he is freed from both attachment and aversion and he enjoys the objects of the senses without any taint such a person attains to the purity of the soul to the purity of the self and in that purity of the soul all his sorrows end the intelligence of such a person of pure soul gets very quickly established and fixed 
in the peace and quiet of the soul the uncontrolled and the indisciplined person does not have stable intelligence he does not have the ability or the power of concentration of the mind or of the intelligence or of meditation one who cannot concentrate or meditate can have no peace and without peace how can there be happiness happiness is impossible without peace when the mind chases after the wandering senses then those very senses lead the mind astray just as a storm takes a boat away from its fixed path and tosses it about only when a person withdraws all his senses from their objects in every way does his intelligence get firmly and strongly stabilized and established what is night for most people is the waking time for the self controlled and what is waking time for most people is night for such a one the ocean though constantly being filled by the waters of the rivers flowing into it from all sides always remains calm and still similarly the person who stays calm composed and serene like the ocean when all his desires enter into him without him in any way getting agitated or baffled he attains true peace but he who chases after his desires never attains peace a person attains peace and tranquility when he surrenders and gives up all desires when he does selfless work without expectation of any reward when he has no attachment to anything and when he becomes devoid of ego the feeling of i the feeling of mine parth this is the divine state the state of attaining brahm whosoever attains this state is never again deluded situated in this state at the time of death one attains to the bliss of liberation to the bliss of emancipation he becomes one with brahm the supreme end of chapter 2 om shanti 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 om the bhagavad gita chapter 3 in the third chapter lord krishna tells arjun about the importance of action and of action done as sacrifice where there is no expectation of the reward of action he says that we should find satisfaction and peace within ourselves and that we should set an example for others to follow the self in us the atma does not do any action it is only the attributes of nature that do the actions but because of our innate ego we think of ourselves as the doers of action our biggest enemies are desire and anger it is they who block our path to salvation it is therefore necessary to control them is the message of krishna to arjun chapter arjun says lord if you consider the path of knowledge to be superior to that of action then why do you urge me 
to the savage action of fighting this terrible war with words that contradict you confuse my intelligence tell me for certain that one path by which i may attain the supreme lord krishna replies path right from the beginning of creation for salvation i revealed two pathways for the contemplative and the thinking people i revealed the path of sankhya the path of knowledge and for the action oriented i revealed the path of selfless work the path of karma yoga by not doing action or by simply remaining inactive one does not attain freedom from action nor by just giving up action can one attain the supreme for no one can remain even for a moment without doing work or action one who appears to be inactive and doing no action and also appears to be calm but who has only curbed his organs of sense from the outside but whose mind is always in turmoil and who is constantly thinking about and enjoying those very objects of the senses in his mind such a person is deluded and he is a hypocrite but that person however is superior who restraining his senses by his mind engages the organs of action in selfless action without any attachment and in the spirit of yoga therefore always keep working always do work because action is better than inaction even your basic body functions cannot be maintained without action in this world all actions except for those done in the spirit of sacrifice result in bondage therefore parth perform all your actions do all your work in the spirit of sacrifice free from any kind of attachment at the time of creation the lord god created both mankind and sacrifice together and decreed that mankind would prosper and flourish through sacrifice sacrifice would be the dispenser of all that is desired by mankind he said nourish and nurture the gods with this sacrifice who in return will nourish and nurture you in this way nurturing each other and working for the mutual good you will obtain all that is good for you pleased by the sacrifices the gods will give you all that you desire but he who enjoys without giving in return he is certainly a thief the good people who eat the remains of sacrifices are freed from all sins but those who prepare food only for themselves they are evil and they incur sin all beings are born from food food comes from rain and rain is the result of sacrifice which itself is born of work of action know that the origin of work is in brahm and that brahm is born from the supreme being who has no decay therefore the all pervading non decaying supreme being is always present in sacrifice he pervades all sacrifices in this world one who does not help 
in the running of this cycle of life. Such a person is of sinful disposition, lost as he is in the indulgence of his senses. Indeed, he lives in vain. But the person who finds bliss and satisfaction within himself, who finds bliss and satisfaction in his own Atma, for such a one there is no work left which is necessary for him to do. In this world, for such a person, there is nothing worth acquiring through the actions he has done or from the actions he has not yet done. He does not depend on anyone for achieving any of his desires. Therefore, Parth, always do all your actions, always do all your works without any selfish motives. Do all your actions selflessly without any attachment because it is only by doing works selflessly and without any attachment that man reaches the Supreme. King Janak and other wise ones too attain the Supreme by doing selfless work. You too should also do work like them. Even otherwise you should do work for the common good and also for maintaining the laws of nature. Whatever great people do, the same is copied by the masses. Whatever example they set is followed by the common people, by everyone else as well. Now look at me. There is no work whatsoever. There is no action whatsoever in all the three worlds that I have to do. There is nothing that I do not have, nor is there anything that I need to have. Yet I continue to do work without ever stopping. Because if I ever relaxed and did not do work, then since people all around follow my example, they too would stop doing work. And when the people in general stop doing work, then there would be disorder and anarchy and the world would perish. That this should not happen makes me always do work all the time, always alert and always watchful. Therefore, as the ignorant do work but with attachment, so too should the wise and the knowing people do work but selflessly and without attachment only with the objective of public good and only for upholding and maintaining the laws of nature. The wise should be extra careful and see that they do not confuse the minds of the people attached to selfish action. People who follow the path of selfless work should try to persuade others to the path of selfless work as well. Understand that all our actions are done only by the attributes of nature but the person who is full of ego and who is under the grip and control of that ego, such a one thinks that he is the doer of action, while the action is in fact done by nature. But the person who understands the attributes of nature, as well as the areas of working of those attributes, and who also understands that it is the attributes of nature which act among each other, and which also act in their respective domains, he truly understands.
the attributes of nature interact and interplay with the senses and with the objects of those senses then knowing this one does not get attached and one does not get deluded but the person who gets confused by the activities of the attributes of nature he gets attached to those activities he gets entangled in them and then he comes under their bondage those who know the truth the wise and the knowing people should not confuse those who know little and whose knowledge is incomplete and limited therefore parth surrender all your actions to me completely fix your consciousness in the self in the atma extinguish all your desires obliterate your ego get rid of this fever of your doubt and fight the war those people who with full faith and devotion and without finding fault follow this teaching of mine they get released from the bonds of work and action but those people who because of envy and hate find fault and reject my teaching and do not follow it such people remain ignorant of the true knowledge and they end up being destroyed all people including the wise act and work according to the attributes of their nature nobody can escape this it is futile to try to change this by force inherent in every sense and in every sense object are the feelings of attraction and aversion the objects of the senses either attract or repel a person one should never come under their influence because these two are the big obstacles on his path to redemption they are the enemies that block his path to salvation parth it is far better to follow one's own natural and ordained duty one's own law even imperfectly even incompletely than to follow another's duty though perfectly it is better to die doing one's own duty than to live according to another's law because living life according to another's law and nature is full of dangers and also carries great fear with it hearing these words of the lord arjun asked krishna but keshav what is it that drives man to commit sin what is it that forces him to do so even against his wishes and his will even against his better judgment lord krishna replies it is desire and anger born of rajogun born of passion which force a person to commit sin desire and anger are both themselves full of sin and also consume everything and everyone that come their way in this world in this life consider these two to be your inveterate and biggest enemies just as fire is hidden by smoke just as a mirror is covered by dust and just as the embryo is surrounded by the womb so too is man's wisdom and discrimination surrounded by desire man's consciousness 
and his wisdom both are covered by the unquenchable fire of desire as a result of which man is always unsatisfied the senses the mind and intelligence are the dwelling places of desire residing here the very same desire covering man's knowledge and understanding deludes him and leads him astray from his true path to redemption therefore parth from the very beginning keep your senses under control and destroy desire the sinful subverter of wisdom and discrimination it is said that the senses are superior to the physical body the mind is superior to the senses and greater than the mind is intelligence and even greater and more powerful than intelligence is the self the atma thus knowing the atma to be more powerful than intelligence then with that knowledge control your mind and fix your atma in that supreme spirit in the param atma and slay the enemy in the form of desire the enemy so hard to reach the enemy so difficult to get at end of chapter 3 om shanti 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 om